Hello and welcome to Fundamentals. I'm your host, Harley. Joining me on this episode is my good friend, Ollie Butler. And we sit down to talk anime. Ollie was first introduced to anime at the start of college and since has become quite the fan. So we talk about why that is, what anime has to offer him and you if you want to become a fan yourself. We also talk about where to go if you want to start out. We talk about what it's like to be in the industry behind the scenes and how the fan base and culture can sometimes be a little bit divided. There's an awful lot to get into in this episode, so we won't waste any more time. Just want to quickly say, if you'd like to suggest a topic or let me know what you think of anime, be sure to reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter. It's at Fundamentals for both those handles. So, without further ado, this is Anime with Ollie Butler. Hello, Ollie. Thank you for coming on to Fundamentals. Hiya. All right. All good, my friend. So, um, I've I've reached out to you for this. Um, I thought of you for the subject of anime because you and I have talked about it a little bit before. It's a massive subject. Obviously, there's loads of different ways you can go about getting into it. Um, so, what I thought mm-hmm. we could do just to sort of kickstart this conversation, I just wanted to ask, what's your first? Um, I guess your first experience with anime. What like drew you to it? Okay, so uh, I randomly was on Netflix and I saw just an animated show, and it was Sword Art Online. I don't know if you've heard of it, uh, but I didn't actually realize what anime was. So I watched it for one season and I lost interest. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Anyway, so I dropped it then because I was like, oh, it's just an animated show. I didn't realize because I was watching it in American. I didn't realize it was Japanese. I didn't realize it was this whole thing. And I was like 12 or 11. Um, fast forward, I go to college and I take a course in game design and everyone there's like, oh, yeah, we're all watching uh, this show at the same time because that's just what we do. Uh, and they're watching an anime called My Hero Academia. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so they were on like the third season. And I was like, oh, my goodness, they're all talking about it. I'm going to get it spoiled if I ever watch it. So I I binge watched it. Not peer pressure, not peer pressure, but kind of peer pressure. (laughs) Uh, And, yeah, I binge watched it in a couple of weeks. And then, yeah, got all caught up with them, was able to talk about it. And from then on, it was uh, I was watching whatever they were watching. uh, And by the time the college came to an end, I was like, actually, I really like this. And so from then on, I've just been, you know, watching you know, whatever anime's really interested me. Awesome. I mean, as far as things to get involved with, with you know, peer pressure in college, you could have done a lot worse. So, yeah, anime <laughs> yeah, is yeah, very absolutely. safe, I think. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Okay, so you started with, um, I, I've heard of My Hero uh, Academia, so I guess that's one of all of the uh, uh, mainstream ones, I suppose you'd say. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely mainstream. So, like, the in Japan, one of the most popular, you know, their marvel is essentially stuff like my hero academia they have marvel out there of course like avengers and whatnot yeah but they have a genre of anime called shonen um, which is also the genre of manga that it's based on and that's kind of like hero protagonist uh fights bad guys essentially that is shonen so it's action Uh, and i don't actually know the translation of the word shonen but (laughs) that's just that uh and so yeah my Hero Academia is that, and Shonen is very much the mainstream sort of genre, as would Marvel or Avengers be. Very cool. All right, I like it. Just um, something that caught my attention then. So you mentioned it's based on a, a manga. 
I'm, I'm very ignorant with this stuff. I kind of thought that maybe anime and manga were different somehow, but I guess, well, sort of explain that to me then. So manga is what, a comic book then or, or the illustrated yeah. version? Um, so manga typically comes first. Manga was obviously, you know, precedes, you know, animation. Right. Um, you know, it was there before and that's how they told stories. I mean, an example that you might have heard of, Astro Boy. Yeah, yeah, um, I remember Astro Boy. Yeah, which is like one of the oldest mangas going. Oh right, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's a really old manga, uh, picked up by an American company. It wasn't animated, um, but typically what happens is you get a manga, uh, and a company will produce that and sell it. You know, Japan has a very different uh, media industry to what we have here. Anyone can write a manga as long as a company likes it, um, then they'll take it up. So if you're a guy who can tell stories and can draw, you can get a manga made. And if the company, if the manga does well, then they'll be like, okay, we'll make an anime of it because that's like the next stage. Uh, and that'll help reach a broader audience and sort of realize it. Kind of like how you take like an animated show and make a live action version. Right, okay. That's nowadays. really interesting then. That's, that sounds like it's uh, something that's very, uh, I guess, creator driven. Mm, oh yeah, 100%. It reminds me of, um, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but I know amongst all the big comic books, you know, you've got Marvel, DC. I know some of those guys splintered off in the 90s and formed their own. Uh, people are going to be yelling at me when they listen to this because I can't remember the name of the company. <laughs> but there's one quite famously where a bunch of them just broke off and were like, no, we're going to do our own thing because they were tired of writing characters and getting paid next to nothing. So it sounds like the, the industry over there is very much like that then. It's, as you say, if you can do it, you'd have a chance, you know, go and tell a story. If people like it, you'll, you'll keep making more yeah. of it then. And absolutely. And I, I mean, obviously you have to factor in, you know, the Asian and Japanese sort of work ethic is mm. ridiculous. So, you know, that sort of chase your dream attitude. Yeah, you can achieve it there, but you also have to work like really hard, like backbreakingly hard. I'd imagine as well, if you're, if you're in an industry that's, that's quite saturated, I imagine by this point there's, hundreds if not thousands of different types of of they say manga and all these different versions out there and imagine yeah you'd have to really work hard to make something that stands out for people to actually pick up on it and then to get picked up for an animated series and all the rest of it so the first manga that i read uh because previously was just into anime the first manga i read was about two uh teenagers who wrote a manga and was trying to get it published how meta and so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> this manga was a like about making manga it was really like cool yeah an interesting experience but it it actually gives you the ins and out because it was written by a guy who had a really similar experience so it is exactly how it the process happened and yeah and literally you know like you know a five-year-old could pick up a, a pen and start making a manga um obviously you know the whole business side of it they wouldn't be able to see it through but if you've got an interesting story you can 100 percent get it made in japan oh, that's interesting it out. i guess that explains why it's got such a big following then uh, so i imagine there's, there's probably no end to the types of stories that you can pick up and read because mm. almost anyone can write one but it also uh kind of puts a separation then between um sort of european and you know american culture in that sense because you don't necessarily not always sometimes you do but a lot of the time you won't get your Christopher Nolans, you won't get your Spielbergs in anime culture because it's a person who made one good story and was able to see that through, but companies just dropped them. 
you know really? they'll only keep you as long you know you, they'll only keep you as long as you've got a good story hmm. so they you, you won't have a lot to your name basically you know uh-huh. you'll be the guy that made this you know christopher nolan would be the guy that made dark knight uh yes. and until he made another good thing until he had another great idea you wouldn't see him again he wouldn't just get movie contracts you know mangakas wouldn't just get another manga being published because companies don't want to spend money on that that's fascinating hmm, okay so you... e- yeah even if you've got a reputation that <laughs> yeah oh wow okay i suppose that's that's kind of a two-edged sword then isn't it because i don't know about you but for me like being a big a movie fan it, it's kind of one of those things where if somebody like christopher nolan you know has been handed lots of different ideas or give him money to just make what he wants. That can work because it's Christopher Nolan, he's really good at it. But then you can, on the other side, get lots of other movie producers and directors that just keep seeming to get money thrown at them, even though they just make terrible films. Uh, I'm not gonna start naming people because I don't want to immediately alienate a fan base, but you, you kind of get where I'm going. It's, yeah, so yeah. that kind of makes sense then in, in terms of manga that you have to basically prove your worth every single time. But at the same time, that's quite stressful. That sounds like a very stressful, existence oh, yeah. as a content creator that you have to keep proving yourself <laughs> absolutely and that's why you know you'll see these like anime and manga with like 700 episodes because it's Whoa. not yeah yeah honestly uh it's not that you know they haven't got a better idea it's just because they have to ride it out because you know otherwise they haven't got a job they can yeah. you know like this is working and- we need to keep making more of it yeah Mm-hmm, exactly and you right. know in japan a lot of the time that's not even a problem for people because they have a similar mindset that yeah he's not going to get another chance and i like the director so i'll keep watching it um because i know that he's not going to get anything else after this interesting okay mm. um, and some people drop out just because the life is so stressful and everything mm. no that does that sounds that sounds quite uh yeah quite a painful existence it's like I was going to ask you actually. What's your kind of like your least favorite thing about anime and manga? But it sounds like you've you've kind of answered that right there. It's it seems like that's quite harsh on the the content creators. I guess that's a shame because yeah. you might. I guessing. Correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like you, maybe you get something and you go, "Oh, I really like this. I hope this guy does something else." And then chances are you may never see his work ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is kind of uh, a nitpick of mine. It's not my least favorite thing about sort of anime culture, but anime, you know as a media production yeah that is probably the thing that sort of bugs me the most and only having read about the process is that what makes me sort of you know a bit upset about how people are treated in that sense but it's definitely not my you know least favorite thing about anime as a whole i have to ask them what is it (laughs) (laughs) um it is honestly and i say this without having like sort of talked about you know my good side of anime but we'll, we'll get the to community. that <laughs> we'll get to that that's cool yeah okay community so i tend to stay away from communities of things anyway uh okay. not because i like afraid of them but i just know that a lot of the time they can get toxic um and with anime it's one of those situations where you find a lot of people who just aren't really anime fans but they're anime sort of culture fans. They're, you know, fans of everything that it, you know, is about, but they don't actually like anime itself. 
So for example, like I recommended My Hero Academia to a bunch of people, having not been invested in the My Hero Academia fan base, because you know it's aimed at teens, you get loads of teen girls and whatnot, um, taking it too far. And then some of my friends get into it, they get involved in the fan base, and then it comes back to me. Uh, they get involved in the community. So uh, I had a friend who was like three episodes in uh, and saw on Twitter and Instagram that uh, all the guys that watch the show really like this one girl in it. So she was already like dressing up and planning her cosplays around that character. I was like, but y you don't even know like who she is. She could be like something really bad, but you're sort of latching onto that sort of hype train that it carries that people get so involved that people on the outside are like, you know, I want to be part of that without actually enjoying the content. And that's why it exists. <laughs> the only reason anime exists is to be consumed and to be yeah. enjoyed. That is, that is quite interesting. I mean, I guess some people would argue, well, you know, what's wrong with that? Let them, you know, live and let live kind of thing, which, okay, fair enough. But what, sparing in mind everything you've just said about the life of the creator and, and how much effort goes into it, yeah, it does seem a little bit kind of harsh to <laughs> not even bother looking into the content and just, like you say, latch on to elements of it without really mm. getting invested. It seems a bit, I don't know, it's a bit strange. And we're we're also talking about this from a Western standpoint as well. I was you know, going to say, yeah, okay. It will be fine and said and done if you're in Japan, you're buying the merchandise because that merchandise inevitably ties back into the brand. Yeah. But when you're out here, you don't get as much of that merchandise. And if you do, it's expensive because it's been imported. Yeah. The chances are a lot of these sort of fans who aren't really putting any time or you know anything into the original product are buying things that are, you know, created by other people and no money's going to kind of knockoffs yeah yeah they're not even sort of appreciating what's been done to get them into that so it's yeah it's that that really sort of is my least favorite thing interesting kind of like bootleg fans then yeah okay <laughs> basically basically bootleg fans all right well that's yeah. cool that's just an interesting element of it um let's yeah let's turn it a bit more positive then so what, what is your favorite thing uh my favorite thing i think my favorite thing is it's is it's diversity as entertainment, it's um, <laughs> kind of this hidden pot of gold that I think a lot of people haven't discovered is that, you know, you see a lot of things uh, talking about it and people could go, oh, anime, that's a bit, bit weird, a bit out there. But it is like, it's animation for everyone. You know, it's not just this is for older audiences, this is for younger audiences. It's not like sort of in Western culture where animation is for kids, but you know, every now and then we'll do something really R-rated and you know, that'll get the adults like, wow, animation's cool. Anime is like not that. It's anyone can enjoy animation as long as you're willing to <laughs> kind of aspect. So like, you know, it covers all ages, all genres. It incorporates all the different tones and moods. Um, and like some animes I've watched and I've been like, wow, that is so deep. And other ones I can sort of sit back and relax and watch like The Office um, sort of watching. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's it's, di it's it's diversity that I think really attracts me. It's like a, you know, if you go and start looking into anime, like you want to watch one and you start going on sites where they're advertising it, it, you know, honestly, mate, it's another Netflix. Like you go on there and it's not like, yeah. yes this is the one anime section no it's like wow there's horror there's action there's romance you know there's all sorts I, I will admit that's something i've noticed whenever i've looked at it is like you say you kind of realize straight away oh hang on this is this is quite diverse 
It's, yeah, like you said, there's not just one type and that's it. it there's, there's everything in between. Um, it's funny you say that because in terms of um, diversity and popularity, the Studio Ghibli films not long been put onto Netflix. And it's been a huge surge of appreciation for those movies um, lately. Have you watched any of those yourself? I haven't watched a Ghibli film. I've watched a, a bit of one. Um, I do know that Ghibli really respects their creators. Like a lot of the creators are carried on because they have a formula that, you know, works for them. So in that way, they're, you know, a very Western sort of uh, approach to anime, but I know that they are very, very good. I've seen a lot of their stuff. Oh, saying that, um, no, I have watched one of their films, Grave of Fireflies. Have you seen yes, that? yeah, I've heard of that. I have, I've not seen it. The only one I've seen is, um, so far, is My Neighbor Totoro. Oh, yeah. I thought is that, that was a good? Really, yeah, I thought it was a very, um, it was a very cute film. It was just, it, it had a lot of heart to it. It reminded me of, like, a Disney film. Mm. You know, it's just a nice, yeah. simple story about two sisters and their mum's in hospital, and then they have this imaginary friend that comes along, and it's some really great animation. I think it was all hand-drawn as well, it was sort of in that era, and it looks awesome. Some incredible visuals, and just, yeah, really lovely. I, like I said, I was quite taken back by it. I wasn't sure what mm. to expect going in, but no, it reminded me of um, like a Toy Story or something. You know, it's very, it's lots of fantasy, but with a lot of heart to it. So what's, yeah. um, what's, what's one you watched again, sorry? Grave of Fireflies. So that is also Ghibli, I'm pretty sure. You know, we could fact check that, but um, like, that I, is like the Google. kind of, yeah. <laughs> I don't want emails, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the polar opposite in that sense. It's a very harrowing tale. I'm just looking it up now on uh, mm-hmm. Netflix. Um... Oh, I don't know if it's on Netflix. Oh, sorry, not Netflix. I've just Googled it. Um, oh. Is it Studio? Yes, it is Studio, Studio Ghibli. Yeah. Oh, it's a um, war film. Oh. Yeah, it's a war movie. Uh, and yeah, it is harrowing. It's uh, very emotive, very beautiful. Have I seen this? <laughs> I just uh, some of the stills I'm looking at now. I'm I'm just looking at it, thinking that looks very familiar. Like maybe I saw it as a kid or something. Um, maybe. Cool. No, I, I think I'll check that out. That's probably on Netflix by now. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah, that's sort of in a lot of ways less of a a kids movie and more of just right. uh, hmm. it, it's kind of like the sort of boy in the striped pajamas kind of like you know yeah, yeah. you watch it because you know what happened and it's emotive and it sort of evokes that from you and so it's a similar situation obviously not as um i guess you could say grotesque as something like uh boy in the striped pajamas not that that's overly no but i know what you mean that has a bleak ending yeah (laughs) yeah it has a very bleak ending uh it's very bleak all the way through uh this one is sort of more harrowing it's kind Mm. of almost as if you're seeing it from the perspective of a child Sorry, it's ice cream van in the background, if anyone can hear that. <laughs> Not a lot I can do about that. Um, um, okay, that's, that's fast. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's a slow burn, though. Right. Well, yeah, I, I do like it. I do recommend it. Awesome. I must admit, again, I've been very ignorant to a lot of this. Like My kind of, I guess you'd say, memories of, uh, of animation technically is Pokemon. One, does mm-hmm. that count? <laughs> I feel like that's something if I bring it up, I'll, I'll get attacked by rabid anime fans. They'll probably tell me that I'm wrong, but no. Depends I'm, I'm, who you've asked. Yeah, as, as, it's like that in any um, fan based community. That's something I kind of hope to explore actually in this podcast is, yeah, just seeing where the dividing lines are for a lot of people. 
Mm. I mean, again, it's, it's not no judgments. You know, there, there's so many different ways you can go about approaching any subject. You don't have to like every single facet of every single thing. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's kind of my earliest one, which leads me to one question for you then that I think all anime fans have to answer subs or dubs? Ah, subtitles for dubbing. Um, the great debate. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess this ties into that sort of least favorite thing about community because um, the question is very relative to each, you know, individual. Right. For me, I don't mind. You know, I'd go by dub because it's in my language. I can understand it. I can stick it on. Uh, I can, and I, I also find I can appreciate other elements as well. So I can watch the animation without having to read uh, all the time. Because I, I have watched some uh, subs where, you know, it's gone by so fast. And I'm like, oh, crikey. You know, like, <laughs> I haven't been able to see what's going on on screen. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the subs do like, if there's two characters speaking over each other, they'll do a sub bottom, sub at the top, and then I'm just like, you know, like trying to, yeah, <laughs> and I don't even see the frame. Right. Um, but it's all about sort of experience. Some people will come at you and say, oh, you can't watch dub, it just ruins the experience. And I mean, if you want the authentic sort of Japanese experience, then, you know, go for it every time because that's what's going to satisfy you. For me, it's more, you know, if I can appreciate the animation, bearing in mind, if the dub voice actors are terrible, I'll just turn it off and go to the sub. Because, like, you know, I don't mind as long as I'm getting the story, you know, even if that is through dialogue. Whereas if it's got a good dub, I can still appreciate the animation. I can appreciate the other factors more. That's fair enough. I, I think you're probably onto something there. It's that, yeah, for like me personally, if I've, if I've ever watched one of those um, these types of films or shows, um, yeah, I, I usually have the dubs. But you're right, if the acting is awful, like if they've just hired the cheapest studio and the people that don't even attempt to add any kind of emotion to the, the dialogue then yeah, you can just, like you say, switch it off, I suppose, and go back to the subtitles. It's not the end of the world. But I just think it's an interesting question because whenever I hear people talk about it, it does seem to be quite a harsh dividing line for a lot oh, of yeah. people. But I would agree with you. I think it's preference, surely. It's just preference. But who knows? If people are listening and they want to reach out to me on social media and tell me that I'm wrong, fair enough. <laughs> I, this is cool. This is not my scene. So I will want yeah. to accept Yeah, that. no, it's all about, you know, the experience for you as an individual. I mean, I think I would never say to tell anyone, oh yeah, don't do that, don't do this with anime because it's, you know, at the end of the day, for me, sort of giving to that community, I'd rather people just appreciate what it is, um, whether you watch it dub or whether you watch it sub, you know, that's out of the question. I watch it dub, but I'll watch a sub if there's no dub because sometimes you get like one or the other. Sometimes there's American anime. Um, All right which don't have a, a subtitle uh, or they'll be American, you can like English and you can just watch them. And then they'll have the Japanese subtitles for the Japanese people watching it. So, and that is one of those ones that sort of breaks the boundaries like, oh no, what can I do? There's no English subtitles for an English show. It's like, yeah, at that point it's like, oh, come on, just, you know. So I, I'm fluid with it, you know, I just, I'll watch whatever. I have my preference and yeah. With that in mind, then, uh, where would you say is a good place to start? So if I'm somebody that wants to just get into this, as you say, you, you can go onto an app or a website and be overwhelmed with choice. So wh where would you say is a good place to begin for someone? 
Um, I would say look at a genre you already like in your media. So if you already really like, um, you know, action, for example, then look into action and then you can be more specific. Like, yeah, I don't really like fantasy action. I like military action. You can find that, you know, that's out there. So find specifically what you like. And, uh, you know, it's going to be very unlikely if you find an anime that doesn't fit that. You know, sometimes it's trial and error, but that can happen with anything, you know, finding something you enjoy. Uh, it's just very common for, you know, because anime is a thing, you know, anime is, you know, it's got a title and you can switch it on and go, this is rubbish. I'm never watching anime again. <laughs> and I know that there are people that have done that. I, I'll, I'll, hold, I'll hold my hand up and say I've done that once or twice, but I have yeah. myself coming back to certain shows. Um, like you say, genres, um, one that really I actually quite enjoyed was uh, One Punch Man. Oh, yeah. Because I love That's superheroes really and it's a good satire of superheroes. Um, yeah, so yeah twists it yeah yeah i enjoyed quite a lot of one punch man i think it definitely had its flaws like i will admit that yeah. as a show yeah it wasn't perfect um, but it was quite funny oh yeah it definitely had its solid moments and yeah and with that show of my experience someone said how could you watch that this character sounds so much better on sub than he does on dub i'm just like yeah the, the comedy is still the same the joke's still the same mm. yeah no, that's fair <laughs> um, enough what's a good website to go to then to sort of have a good broad because we say netflix we know it's got like studio ghibli i think one punch man is on netflix and mm-hmm. um i think cowboy bebop was on there that's a really popular one as well oh nice that yeah. was on there i don't know if it still um, is but um that's is there a, a bit wacky yeah that's cowboy a bit there, wacky. is there any kind of other place you could recommend people um do? there's a couple places um okay. they are kind of what i use kind of not so there's crunchy roll which right. focuses more on um subs but it has a huge amount of anime on there but you know no dubs really you know not very many dubs and on the opposite end of the scale there's a company called Funimation and they are a dubbing studio so anime that gets passed on to them you know they're the middleman and they then dub it and release it themselves so you can go to the Funimation website and they've got loads of anime My Hero Academia um, both Crunchyroll and Funimation are paid subscriptions to an extent, I think you'll get like the first season of something free uh, with ads, and then you'll be able to like watch the rest in subscription or something. Okay, that's fair um, enough. Although I wouldn't recommend it because you just get <laughs> loads of ads all the way through, and they're like yeah. thirty-second ads. Oh it's no! Like, no. Yeah, it will double the amount of time it takes to watch a twenty-minute episode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just use like free sites and stuff um, okay. to watch them. You know, there's a few apps as well. And sometimes I buy them on DVD as well. Yeah, that's, I forget that that is an option. You can go out and buy yeah. them, of course, yeah. Very rare you'll find them out and about, but Amazon, you can find it. Just, like, check on the Amazon, like, is it sub, dub? Because sometimes you can buy them and they don't have either. They're just in Japanese. Oh, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, like, watching a Japanese show, I mean, which I guess you can find some entertainment from. Yeah, you can try and learn the language, I suppose. But, yeah, that's a very long way of going about it, for sure. <laughs> mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, even cinema is an option so I okay. went um, at the start of this year wait, oh it was my second to last cinema experience before lockdown uh, <laughs> and that was to watch a uh, My Hero Academia film that they put oh, out there. Yeah. yeah you told me about that Yeah, yeah. Ooh, and that was just yeah. incredible um, and a weird experience for me seeing an anime on a you know, cinema screen yeah uh, I bet because I don't think I've ever actually watched a 2D animation on a cinema screen in well, my life. 
I don't think you're old enough to remember uh, when Pokemon, the movie, came out over here. And that was the cinema experience. I've, um, and then Pokemon 2000, I think, actually, that might have gone straight to DVD, the second one. But the first one where we're introduced to Mewtwo. I see, I remember that as a kid. That was a big, big deal. Because, I mean, obviously, the cards and everything. So that, that's oh, yeah. something I find really interesting about sort of anime, manga, all these different, like you say, I guess, Japanese and... Mm-hmm. Chinese uh, cartoons and animations is they do find a way of sometimes some of them really te- when they take off here they really take off like oh yeah one was huge when it landed here and every kid was into it every kid had the you know the cards and then it was the video games because I think they were they were a pretty hot on Game Boy when Nintendo brought that out and now it's like mm-hmm. a staple isn't it every couple of years everyone waits for the new Pokemon game to come out and it sells millions um yeah like most anime that break into western culture just explode like i don't know if you are familiar with some of these names but dragon ball z yeah i know yeah i know loads of people that like that yeah uh huge uh naruto uh yeah yeah Uh, those are all ones that you know just exploded in western culture Mm. uh my hero academia is another one of those but very recent sort of getting into yeah no i've heard a lot about it actually I went to Comic-Con and literally I was like, I wonder mm. if there'll be a few My Hero Academia. I went there, literally 60% of the cosplayers <laughs> were My Hero Academia. I'm not even kidding. Everywhere Brilliant. I looked, there was like at least three or four. What about, um, I think Transformers was originally Japanese animation, wasn't it? And then they got brought over to America. Or it, might sure. be, it might have been a toy, actually. I think that might have been a toy company. Maybe. And then, and then oh, America- there might have been Gundam. Oh, oh, oh uh, Voltron. Yeah, Voltron was was one. Yeah, I just remember. I think I remember hearing somewhere that Transformers was. It may have just been a toy company, and then mm-hmm. it got brought to the states, and then it's animation, and and it just, you know, it goes nuts. People absolutely love it. But yeah, P- Pokemon's probably the one I remember the most, and I remember all the ones that followed that tried to piggyback off of um, the success. It was like Yu Gi Oh, and I think Digimon, and I think Beyblades was sort of vaguely um they were all kind of borrowing the same sort of premise just mm. slightly twisting it and they all came out with toys of course oh yeah yeah oh, that's a huge but, part but none, of, none of them lasted that's the thing none of them last like, i will say this when when animation lands it lands you know like you say it'll be here forever like who doesn't know who pikachu is mm-hmm. i mean he, he's now been voiced by Ryan Reynolds. That's it. He's solidified <laughs> in in history forever. <laughs> and actually, yeah. that film was really good. I really enjoyed it. I've only seen a bit of it, but I liked Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. Yeah, I remember when that first got advertised. It was kind of like, really? Like, mm. are they doing that? And then, yeah, mm. and then he was pretty decent in the role. So I was like, wow. I mean, fair that, enough. That is kind of that. Definitely is getting away from the roots of uh, of animation and manga and those types of stories i suppose <laughs> yeah yeah i mean the richest experiences uh with anime that i've had haven't necessarily been ones that are huge in western culture all right um they still have english dubs though uh i think the closest to a western like explosion sort of anime which i have connected to is my hero academia on the basis of it's sort of it's a very inspirational story it really gets you going um here's here's one thing i'd say about most anime especially in the shonen genre is and this is japanese storytelling at its core because other sort of japanese films i've watched they're very similar 
in that they don't like to treat their main characters very well. Yeah, yeah, that seems to be they'll, a recurring theme. Mm. They'll really bully them <laughs> to the point, you know. Uh, so My Hero Academia centers around this kid who has always wanted to be a hero, always really, um, you know, loved them. He grew up with other kids who were developing powers. And then, you know, discovered that most of the population have powers. It's kind of like X-Men, but reversed, you know normal humans are the minority and he's like yeah i'm gonna be a hero he was like the biggest fan and then he finds out that he's normal he doesn't have powers (laughs) (laughs) and the whole show is like dealing with that that's you know that's what the show starts off with and you're like oh (laughs) (laughs) bummer (laughs) Um, like yeah like straight away and there's another one uh rising of the shield hero that's an anime long title um and i won't yeah the the downfall is in the first episode and I won't spoil it because it's an amazing uh it's a it's amazing it's the biggest like jaw dropped moment I've had in anime because yeah it was very out there it was like you know wow people could get really offended by <laughs> what they're doing because it was sort of a, a woman who was accusing a man of doing something you know harassment that he hadn't actually done um and she was using it as a ploy you know in the sort of governmental system Wow, that that sounds yeah, that's pretty uh, and, hot, hot yeah. button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, yeah communities came after it because uh, they were like, "That's a terrible representation of you know women and whatnot." Uh, but that you know, I was watching it. I was like, "They really just did that." <laughs> like, it really surprised me. Well, I suppose um, that's that's what a lot of television is these days, isn't it? It's you've got to keep people on their toes with storytelling. So interesting, interesting twists. Absolutely. Okay. And yeah, but that's something you can expect is they, they will just bully their main characters. Uh, I think the most boring anime I've watched is where they haven't done that. So like Sword Art Online, they kind of did the opposite. He was brilliant at everything and he was way ahead of everyone else in the game. And so it was interesting to begin with. And then at the end, he was just winning all the time. And you're like, this sucks. <laughs> like the, the action scenes are the most boring part in an action anime. I mean, I suppose that's what One Punch Man is, but they mm. kind of make fun of that. And it's not really about yeah. him. From what, from what I saw, it wasn't really about him. It was more about the other characters and how seriously they took themselves. Yeah. So have you seen season two? No, no. Uh, so that really plays on it, that because uh, Saitama has a really, like he has a massive absence in season two. Oh, okay. Because of the fact that everyone else is sort of having their own stories. They introduce an anti-hero character. He's really cool. Uh, and I actually enjoyed season two because of the fact it wasn't the same as season one it was almost completely different um and yeah and so that made like the moments where one punch man did turn up like they managed to get to the point right and if you've seen parts of season one you'll sort of understand the severity of this there were points where i was doubting even saitama could successfully like you know beat up a bad guy right okay because of what they did was so smart you know, and having him have that massive absence and building up these other characters, you're kind of like, oh, I don't actually know how this is going to go. It completely subverts expectations. Interesting. Okay. No, uh, I'll, and that's, I'll check it out when I think it yeah. should be arriving on Netflix at some point. Or if not, I can oh, yeah. hunt it down. <laughs> and yeah, and that's something that I think is just, yeah, really great is that they'll do things like, completely just sort of get rid of the main character because he's not making the show interesting we'll introduce new characters and make the show interesting again and then bring him back like 
you know, they can do that because they've got an idea and they're running with it and a company will support that. Hmm. No, it's, it, sounds, it sounds very interesting. And again, I appreciate you taking the time out to kind of speak to me about this because, All right. as I say, it's something that I've said to you before. I know very little about, like most people, I see flashes, maybe one or two episodes of things and not really give it a go. But I think, um, I don't know about you, but I noticed that there's a big shift at the moment, what you said earlier with regards an alternative way of telling a story in different cultures and how they tell the story. Mm. I know Japanese cinema has a very rich history and a lot of people point to classic films in Japanese cinema whenever we talk about things like you know, Star Wars or whatever. People go, oh, actually, did you know you know, th- this film happens to uh, you know, link up to this and it's the same story, but it was told mm. 40 years before or something. Um, and then recently with Korean cinema, uh, I think it was Parasite winning the Oscar kind of turned a lot of heads and so everyone's now kind yeah. of looking at alternative cinema um which is great you know i mean don't get me wrong we like what hollywood does but it can be very repetitive and samey so it's nice to know that there's lots of other studios out there and different places you can go and look so yeah as far as as we're concerned anime manga try it why not yeah absolutely so, you know uh, there's nothing like at least for me there was nothing like experiencing a different form of storytelling i hadn't really had that i'd had movies that had surprised me in western culture i was like oh that's different but never this is a completely different way of storytelling i'd never had that and so for me anime is you know that separation i can separate them it can be anime and other stuff because of the fact of just how different they are in storytelling and you might pick up like a few anime you know you might pick up a few manga and go you know what i don't like the style of these like i don't like the intro songs they're annoying uh whatever and i think that's fine because that's what anime is at its core and if you're not into that then no one's forcing you in a sense yeah yeah uh i think the only time people will sort of get annoyed is when you when people sort of misjudge what anime is right i think that's the only time where really you know people are sort of validated in their you know anger at someone um you know, and I think that goes without saying for a lot of things that people aren't accustomed to. You know, we were talking a little bit about heavy metal music, um, like people who misjudge it, like really get on our nerves. <laughs> you don't <laughs> yeah. know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's fair enough. I think sometimes it's probably the sensibilities that maybe get to some people. Um... And maybe that's a reason why people say to go with the subs as opposed to dubs. Like for me, I know when I've watched a couple of episodes of other shows, I found sometimes the humor or things a bit garish, but I don't mm. think it's necessarily what the writers have done. It's maybe just the American performers perhaps, because obviously translating, well, translating any language to any other language is never a straightforward process. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so what they, what they may have been trying to convey uh, from the from the Japanese writers, the Americans might have just gone. Ah, we'll just we'll say they mean this, and then just mm. they end up saying something and blurting it out, and it comes across quite loud and just a bit kind of, you know, not perhaps not as clever or well thought out. Um, if that makes yeah, well, sense. Well, well, that's one thing I would say about anime is that it, you know, its humor is very on the nose. Yeah. So you know, there's only been one actual anime comedy that i have genuinely found funny and that's because it wasn't it wasn't sort of a a reserved sort of anime comedy because when anime like is trying to be funny and it's 
restraining itself. To us, that's like really over the top. It's still really over the top. So, you know, I watched this anime called uh, Kaguya-sama uh, Love is War. Uh, and it just went with like, we're going to go completely over the top. And it was hilarious. It was basically about uh, these two uh, sort of high schoolers. They're in a private academy. Um, they were attracted to each other. They were pretty much, um, you know, they could have started dating. They could have asked the other person out. But they're both extremely, extremely stubborn. Like, you know, they're both pretty much psychopaths. So they're kind of doing these little mental games to make the other person uh, ask them out first. Ah, okay. Um, so they're purposely setting up and trying to manipulate each other and almost becoming enemies to try and get them to fall in love. <laughs> Right. Okay. It's really twisted, but it, it works so well. I, um, I, I could see that working. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, because Ooh. it's so over the top, it, yeah, it just gets, you know, really, really good. It's stuff like, you know, the, the girl in it, Kaguya, she'll walk in and she'll be like wearing a different type of like makeup or lipstick. And so, like, the guy, he'll be like, why is she wearing a different form of lipstick? What is she trying to tell me? Is she trying to send a message? No, I won't respond. If I respond, she'll know that something's up. And if I give any sign of weakness, she'll latch onto that. But right. so even though like they're in love, like, you know, they are enemies. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Now I can see that working. And yeah, it's... and it's over the top. Yeah, well, really over the top. Funny enough, a lot of sitcoms these days are kind of going in that direction now of sort of surrealist humor and wacky characters. So, yeah. Brooklyn yeah, just to name a few, anything Michael Schur has been involved with, for sure. You know, there's bizarre moments in there, but they work and they're really funny. So, yeah, I, I could totally see that working. Awesome. Mm. Yeah, and I, a lot of the humor is similar. Just in general, if you've seen any like sort of Asian films, the humor can be quite similar. Um, yeah, just lots of... Uh, I, I found one thing, they don't have as obsession with fart jokes. Or potty humor, as America does. Like I, 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 I could, uh, I can give that a miss. So yeah, that's fine by yeah. me. <laughs> like I've never seen like potty jokes ever in anime, like ever. <laughs> well, there you go. That's, that's a, that, that should be a plus for a lot of people. Maybe a negative <laughs> yeah. for others. Who knows? Absolutely. Like you will not find that. Uh, what was that? Uh, playing with fire film. Yeah. Uh, John Cena. Yeah. That that that's not Japanese. <laughs> I, I didn't like, see that. No. Oh, oh, it's yeah, it's not good. Yeah. He's a firefighter or something. Yeah, and he has to look after some kids in the fire department. And hilarity in shoes. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Oh, look, that kid's endangering himself, and we'll probably get them all in a lawsuit. Uh, uh, I like I like John Cena. He's following me on I like, Twitter. I don't know why. Has he? <laughs> yeah. I th it's probably not him. I think it's his publicist or someone that's running that anyway. <laughs> He just he just tweets inspiration inspirational uh, quotes every day. So if anyone nice. that's listening and um, you know you need a bit of a pep talk from John Cena, you can go and find it every day. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I so, know. <laughs> I, I kind of want to know where you've sort of been with anime, like what your standpoint has been on it. Have you sort of been like? Because obviously there was a reason that you wanted to talk about it. Well, as uh, I said, the, the idea with this podcast is just for me to really reach out to as many different people as possible and just to mm -hmm. kind of learn about different subjects and I mean anime is one of those where I do keep coming back to it like I said I've got some more Studio Ghibli films on my queue on Netflix that I will sit down and watch um, mm. and like shows like um, as I said One Punch Man and some of Cowboy Bebop I thought was quite good 
Mm-hmm. And it's one of those, because, as you know, I love movies. And the West and the Hollywood keeps talking about reviving some of these shows and making, you know, remaking them. And obviously, for good reason, the uh, anime community then like jumps up and goes, no, don't touch our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't, I just kind of look at it and go, oh, what is their stuff actually? I've not checked it out. And I'll just go and have a little look. But yeah, so the, the aim with all of this is just to talk to people about different things. And as I've said in the intro, even if someone's listening to this, and they can maybe think, oh, okay, that's interesting, but they decide not to go and follow up. That's fine. That's totally yeah. fine. You've just hopefully learned something and you've got another insight from another person about just, uh, an area of, of life, I suppose, a different type of, uh, of culture. Of I'm still trying to find ways to define this podcast that are mm. easy. but <laughs> <laughs> It's I, sort I, of enlightening people. Yeah. yeah, kind of, and it's enlightening me a little bit because um, – yeah, I genuinely think the best conversations you have with people are when you strike a passion, when you find out what someone's interested in and just watch them go, you know? Yeah. And so I've, I've really enjoyed talking to you about this um, and just hearing yeah. you give all these recommendations and what it is you love about it. And it's, it's just good for me to know, like I say, if I want to then go away and watch stuff, I now know where to go. Um, and I can kind of understand as well where, people, where the fan base is coming from. Um, so mm-hmm. like you said, I, I had no idea that there are people that kind of latch on to animation and to manga and things like that without really getting to know it. Yeah. I, I didn't know that was like a subculture. Oh, yeah. And, and now it's there. And I can, under- I can understand why that would annoy you. It's like for mm-hmm. me, if I saw somebody wearing a T-shirt of a band that I liked and they'd never listened to any of their songs, that infuriates me. So I completely yeah. understand where you're coming yeah. from on that. <laughs> yeah, it's a very similar thing. Uh, I think anyone new getting into anime, like if you can get over the initial sort of ridiculousness of anime, like <laughs> a lot of it's really ridiculous. Some of the plot lines are ridiculous. And anime I watched out of literally spite. I literally watched it because I was like, this looks stupid. I'm going to watch it and prove how stupid. Because the, the show was called Fire Force, <laughs> right? Right. And it was about firefighters who fight fire monsters. That and the main character awesome. and the main character has fire powers, so he fights fire with fire. But the great. fire powers only in his feet. So he's fighting fire monsters with fire that comes from his feet. And I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and they go around in a fire truck. I don't know why, because they fight with fire. So why would they need a fire? So I watched it and it was brilliant. It was absolutely fantastic. But <laughs> like that's the point. I saw it and I was like, that is stupid. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> Okay, so you're you're here because of spite. That's okay. Should I <laughs> should I uh, put your Instagram and Twitter handles out after the show and everyone could direct their hate to you and yeah yeah that'd be good. Just channel it over. I'll, 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 I'll just be it. middle ground, you know. Yeah, uh, fundamentals does not condone. Uh, we we do not endorse your views. Of, no, I'm just kidding. Do do what you want, really. It's that, I'm that a social is... sadomasochist. I'll take all the hate. I love it. <laughs> But I kind of think that that's interesting to me that you got into something because you thought, this is ridiculous. I'm going to check this thing out, prove that it's ridiculous to myself, and then I can you know, presumably never have to deal with this ever again. And you end up falling in love with it. That's yeah. cool, though. That's a positive outcome. And that's something that, yeah, I hope to bring to more people as we talk about different subjects. Again, yeah. You know, every, it's not everything for everybody, is it, at the end of the day? So not not everyone is going to like anime and manga, and that's totally fine. 
But who knows, yeah. listener, you may end up having an experience like Ollie, where you are convinced that you will hate this thing, and then you actually find find a little uh, little passion, a little thing, mm, that you a little gem, latch onto. Yeah, a little gem. That's the word I'm looking for. Awesome. Mm. <laughs> absolutely that's great way to I, I can't wait to see like who else you interview and you know like what other yeah. people had to say got a few lined up so um i've got to reach out to more people but we are pretty much open to anyone at this point yeah so yeah i can't um, wait to see thanks man i'm, I'm hoping it, it will this will be something i actually stick with <laughs> I, I wanted to do this yeah. the time and, and let's face it in lockdown you know what else are you doing <laughs> exactly it's good to have conversations and, and learn why wouldn't you things. exactly why wouldn't you indeed so on that note thank you my friend and um oh actually no i will give you this chance as well in all seriousness would you like to perhaps shout out any social medias i know you have a youtube channel don't you that you're working on at the moment um yeah so i have my instagram account which is where you'll find the main sort of uh, updates that i have backwards media um uh, that's at backwards.media. Uh, and that's kind of my filmmaking account. I've got a documentary with Harley um, that's on its way. So yes. <laughs> Harley's uh, a part of it. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. Um, and yeah, I've got another thing in the Pipeworks that's sort of uh, a bit unrelated, but you'll see updates for that as okay. well uh, coming around. So yeah, that's the only thing I have to plug, really. Uh, and there's a YouTube cool. channel attached to that. You're absolutely right. Brilliant. All right. Thank you very much for that. And Thank um, you. Yeah, thanks for your time. And there we have it, our discussion about anime. Thank you so much, Ollie, for coming on to the show and giving me your time. You can find him at Backwards Media on both Instagram and YouTube. Please make sure you give him a follow. He's a bright guy with a lot of interesting stuff ahead of him, including a documentary on music and the effects that it can have on us. It does include a little guest spot from yours truly. So that's it, really. All I can say is thank you for listening. If you liked it, make sure you give us a follow. Uh, if you can leave a review on the device you're listening, that would be amazing. And tell a friend, by all means, more the merrier. Also, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. My aim with each episode is to try and have a little thread going. So I'll try and start one up about anime. And you can tell me your recommendations. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. And I hope to hear from you soon. See you next time.